is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Anne Harada, and we cover a little bit of everything from her early inspirations getting into entertainment to the ways in which she keeps herself moving forward and inspired. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Anne Harada. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Anne Harada. And thank you for joining me today. I'm thrilled to be here. I I got to see you opening night in Fairy Cakes. Absolutely hilarious. And the honesty at which you brought to, to the comedy just made it even funnier. Uh, I want to talk about that and so much more. But before we do, I want to just take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? I don't know that I had entertainment dreams growing up. I was a girl who loved old movies. I watched them obsessively. Um, I feel like the very first song I ever learned was Over the Rainbow because I saw The Wizard of Oz. Um, I lived, I, I very much was a person who lived in my head. I um, And I don't think that I ever really entertained an idea of being a performer until, you know, I was in high school at least because I just didn't think I had the capability um, or the opportunity. You know, uh, when I was growing up in Hawaii, I, I would say that um, girls like me uh, were not encouraged to be uh, performers. Um, I would say that, you know, my cultural background and, and whatever society was pretty much like, you should go to school and be a doctor or something like that. Mm. If I could have, I would have, believe me, I just didn't have the capacity to be a doctor, <laughs> but, um, um, but I, 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 you know, I was always drawn to the theater. I loved going to plays and I loved um, being in them and, and, and all those parts of it. But, you know, I didn't really know that it was something that I could do professionally. So um, yeah. What was that? What was that self-talk to follow this path of entertainment? If if you were hearing, you know, from around you that there were other. Um, I think it was just that idea that once I went to college, I could sort of reinvent myself any way I wanted that, you know, I would be far away from home and kind of like all the expectations of that and that I could just sort of do what I wanted and sort of remake myself in my own, you know, um, image that I just wanted to, uh, to kind of explore all the different possibilities. And, and I was able to do that. I mean, I feel like in high school, you know, I did plays and I was in the drama club and I loved that so, so much that I knew that I was going to work in the theater as a profession. I just didn't know that I was going to be a performer. Yeah. What did, what did your parents teach you about work ethic? Oh, that it was incredibly important to show up and it was incredibly important to be on time. And, you know, all of those things that it's just like you have an, you have an obligation and a responsibility to everybody else. Mm. You know, it's not just you. And this is not in just like any job, not, you know, necessarily a theater job, because any job that you take, you know, that you're serving a wider, you're serving a bigger thing than just yourself you know, the company or the organization or your fellow workers, your team. And it's very important to, to be accountable. Did, and did, I think, sorry, no, 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 did, did, or do you have any mentors and are there any standout lessons? 
Um, I did, uh, but they were not I would I would call traditional mentors. Um, okay. I you know there were teachers that I had in high school and things like that, but it was more like. Um, you know, when I was at college, I would, uh, there were other, there were, there were other students who did made their own productions and wrote their own plays and did their own work. And I think there was something very freeing about that to witness that kind of like, you can do it if you have the dedication and the perseverance and, and that sort of thing. And then when I graduated, I worked as an intern for a Broadway producer and she really inspired me in many, many ways in terms of like, you know, she was doing it on her own. She was uh, raising money. You know, she believed in something and, and she pursued it. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like successful right away. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. <laughs> but um, I just admired that kind of uh, get up and go. Yeah. What was that? What was that journey to joining? And that was, was that, um, Suzanne Schwartz? Yes. Suzanne Schwartz. Yeah. What was that journey to, to joining her office, so to speak and doing, you know, production? I did almost nothing to do it. You know, she contacted, um, uh, we both went to Brown. She contacted the theater department at Brown and said, do you have any graduating seniors who might be interested in interning for me? And I was like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I bought a suit and I, I went to New York on the train and then we had an interview and it was like that okay. as if I needed a suit. But the, but the idea, you know, it was back. It was a long time ago. It was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was, you know, which had to wear to look professional. So ridiculous. Anyway, but yeah, that's how that went. Was there any, were there any, I mean, it's so interesting too, to, 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 to be a part of the production side, which is you get yeah. so much more information than being a performer in a show. That's like, it's like the need oh, to know. Yes. Base, oh my gosh. Yes. Need to know basis. Kind right. Of thing. Right. No, as a performer, you learn nothing, <laughs> you know, you're not told a thing. You're the last to know, you yeah. know, and it's, it's very, very annoying to me. What? Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. So, and, you know, so like I learned a lot, like, uh, you know, working in a produ producer's office, I, I, I mean, I literally got to sit in on every single kind of meeting one would have with a producer. Mm -hmm. I got to, you know, meet with the designers and I got to go to, you know, press meetings and look at the poster art and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was exciting Did and fascinating. Um, you know, and I learned so much just going to the auditions. I got to sit in on some of the auditions. And that's when I realized that I might maybe could be an actor because there were a lot of actors at those auditions. And I thought, I'm just as good as that, you know, but until you see it, you don't know, <laughs> you know, and I was like, no, I'm just as good as that. I'm not as good as that one, but I'm as good as that one. You know, like you're just like, and they're all working and maybe you can too, you know, that kind of thing. What did you, during your time on the pro producing side, were there any yeah. standout lessons in negotiating, communicating, anything that you you could take away from that time? Oh gosh, so many lessons. Um, mostly, you know, mostly about preparation and 
you know, again, watching the auditions is just sort of like right away, they know if you're right for a part. And it has almost nothing to do with what you, like, you know, your talent per mm -hmm. se. Right. And it has almost everything to do with just who you are as a person. And that it's, it's immediate. It's like they walk in the door and they go like, yes, no. You know what I mean? Like, it's not personal at all. Right. And that really helped me going forward as an actor. Because then to get the rejections wasn't so bad. I didn't feel it was a judgment on my talent. I felt it was just, oh, no, she's absolutely just not right, you know, energy for this part. And it really took some of the, you know, trauma away from auditioning. Yeah. And what was that? What was that transition for you? I know it's like, you know, without making you recount the resume and everything, the the transition from, you know, production to performing, was there a slight overlap there? Or was oh, it yeah. a natural progression for you? Did it feel very right? Yeah, it just felt kind of like normal. You know, I auditioned, I, you know, I auditioned for something, I got it. Um, I said, can I take a leave of absence? And they were like, sure. You know, the show, you know, it was an off-Broadway show. I made my, my, my equity debut in an off-Broadway show. Then I came back to the office. I worked some more, okay. you know, I kept auditioning, you know, it was just like one of those things. And I would go away for a little while and come back. It's not like I was making so much money. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, so they were very like, you know, I was basically just like a glorified intern at that point. Like, yeah, you know, like here's a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah. it, I it was this real salaried position and, and, you know, um, the, the office could work perfectly fine without me. And it did. So it was, it was kind of like almost the best of all worlds for me because mm -hmm. I still had my foot in the door in both kind of like in both worlds. And, um, and I met so many people professionally through that job that it just, it only helped. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do, met casting yeah. directors, I met agents, you know, it's like that sort of thing. So um, I'm very grateful for that time. And, um, you know, I feel really lucky. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.